Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. On today's episode, host Dan Moore chats with gratitude and mindfulness expert Deborah Hawkins. Deborah has been blogging on gratitude and mindfulness since 2010, with a mission to show people how they can examine their own experiences and use them to lift their mood and create happier lives. Referring to her approach as intentional gratitude, she offers practical tools and examples that help people find resiliency during challenging times and optimize good feelings when things seem to be going their way. She is the author of two books, and also offers courses and coaching on the topic of intentional gratitude. Deborah, welcome to the Action Catalyst. It's so great to have this chance to spend a few minutes with you today. Thank you, Dan. Well, you know, I'm really interested in people's life journeys and what you've done in the area of gratitude and making it very intentional and helping us all understand the value of that is terrific. But can you back us up a bit and maybe talk about some of those key pivots and those twists and turns in your life? I think understanding my backstory is very important to understand how important this discovery of gratitude was for my life. Basically, I experienced some abuse and trauma when I was a child. This left me with a very low sense of self-esteem when I was young. And as I became an adult, I was prone to depression a lot. I came to two conclusions properly when I was a child. One was that my life was not worth very much, and the other was that nobody would ever listen to me. So while I functioned and held a job and all that stuff, I really uh, was disappointed a lot with my relationships, and my career didn't take off as I would have liked it to. And um, after relocating to another city to jumpstart my life, my career, things didn't materialize there, and I moved back to Chicago. This was in my early 50s, so I was pretty old already when I kept trying different things to make them work. And I came back to my hometown, and then I had a car accident, and I couldn't walk for a few months, and things were really, really dark in my life. I came to a point where I decided I had to do something. I had to see things a little bit differently. I had to take control over how I feel. And I started writing short reflections about little things in my daily life that I could feel grateful for or appreciate. And this was like a fantastic thing for me. So I did this for quite a while and I put this in the blog form called No Small Thing, which is that nothing is too small to deserve attention and possibly spark gratitude. Nothing is too small. And I posted almost every week since 2010. And I continued to learn about gratitude. Not only what uplifted me, I discovered that I tended to write about a handful of themes. And I call these themes my grateful dozen. And I discovered that sometimes I would be aware of feeling good or appreciative just because I was fully in the moment. And sometimes I would connect to feelings by intention, by living my life and say, oh, are any of my gratitude themes, my personal themes showing up in this situation? 
And very often I was able to bring myself to a higher outlook, more optimistic and more positive because I knew myself well enough that I knew what to look for. Well, I want to back up just a second there because you said you were in a car accident. Most people, they would spiral downward at that point and just think about how horrible things are. Can you remember what triggered you to get more on this spiral upward and being grateful in a situation like that? Well, I couldn't walk. I was on my couch. I just knew that I was really depressed. I knew that I couldn't go on in this frame of mind. And the only thing I could do was start very slowly. This was a decision I made to try to fill myself with some more positive thoughts. I couldn't drastically change how I looked at life and how I felt, but I could, if I could just change things a little bit and every day feel a little bit better and know that even though I was not happy, I was not well, there were still things I could appreciate whatever life presented to me. So actually I went through this stage when I, and I really evaluated what sparked gratitude in me personally. And that included like a sense of belonging, discovering things by surprise, things that were beautiful to me. And they weren't necessarily things that were aesthetically beautiful. I realized I had a very open definition of beauty. Beauty could be things that just works well. So it really got me to be mindful and got me to think about these little things that made a big difference in how I felt. You deserve massive credit for that because, again, most people would have just gone the other direction. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's something nice about starting things small because I know for me in the past, affirmations didn't really work because it was like trying to convince myself of something I didn't quite believe. But if I could do things in a small incremental way, it starts opening up more possibilities. And that is such an important lesson also, because I think affirmations are so widely misunderstood, almost like it's supposed to be a magical incantation. But no matter how many times I say I'm 35 years old, it ain't true. And no <laughs> amount of affirmation is going to make that so. But affirming what we, that we appreciate and what we're grateful for, those are the things that can really grow and become powerful. I think that's something very different about my approach to gratitude than what I see often, which is basically responding positively to good fortune. Anybody could feel grateful when they get a parking place close to where they want to go, or they get called by somebody they're thinking about. But I think that's really not where gratitude is most powerful. I think gratitude is best when it doesn't depend on circumstances. It's internally directed. Self-awareness. And I guess we can never get too perfect at that. Can you talk to us about intentional gratitude? That's a concept that you use regularly. Well, as I mentioned, when I have been blogging, I realized that I tended to write about certain themes. So I decided I had personal gratitude themes, and I believe everybody does. Part of what I try to teach and encourage people to do is get to know themselves to the extent where they could understand what their personal gratitude themes are. And that way they could ask themselves in any situation if any of their themes are showing up. I'll give you an example. One of my themes, as I mentioned, is a sense of belonging. 
it makes me feel really good when I feel I either belong to a group. I remember one time I was at the grocery store and I was miserable. I was impatient and upset, like, I don't want to wait in line. This is terrible. And I looked around everybody else in line at my checkout and at every checkout station in the front of the building. And I realized everybody was in the same position I was. We all looked at each other and we started smiling, almost laughing. I really felt that I was appreciative of the sense of belonging with other people. I think other people are what can give that gratitude moment a lot of life. It can make it three-dimensional. It can really extend it and make it powerful. But I love that, connecting with random strangers in a grocery store and the people working. The frown turned upside down just when you started to smile at each other. I recommend to people to really look at some of their favorite memories or photographs that they might have stored in their cell phones and try to understand, look for clues about what they personally are grateful for. I'm over 60. I remember growing up and um, if I didn't want to eat the dinner my mother put in front of me, um, she would say something like, oh, there are kids in China and that would be happy to have this. Well, that didn't make me feel grateful. I don't feel comparisons are a good way to really feel gratitude. Um, I just felt sorry for the kids in China. So um, not comparisons, but understanding what you genuinely feel grateful for. So that would be one level of intentional gratitude. You know those things are out there. You know what you love. So that's one aspect of the intentionality. And the other aspect is particular to you. Like, um, I love surprises. I often want to be in control, but I'm often happiest when I'm not in control. When something hits me by surprise, it reminds me to be Humble. It's okay. In any situation, I go, what is surprising here? Mm. Like, I know that's one of my personal themes. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. What is surprising here? That's a really powerful one because we can pull that out of the hat anytime we want it. I think it's wonderful. I think there was a Benedictine monk that made a famous TED talk like almost 10 years ago. And he said, if you want to be happy, be grateful. And I think there's such a powerful message in that. Because I think we all want to be happy, but happiness is often hard to achieve directly because people often don't know they were happy till after <laughs> it's over. So that kind of feeling also interferes with feeling the good feelings fully. So I think happiness might be difficult, maybe impossible to achieve in terms of like a really high state. But I think. The state of contentment is very worthwhile to pursue. If you know what makes you grateful, it's very concrete. Most people know what it is that makes them feel grateful and being fortunate for what is in front of them. You must have a big smile on your face quite a bit of the time. Lately, I do. You know, a lot of studies have linked gratitude with a stronger immune system, with a greater sense of survival and a greater sense we're going to get through something. Can you comment on that at all from your own work and studies? Sure. Um, you can't really deny difficult times or challenges, but I do feel that if you know yourself and know that while you are going through these difficult times, there are still things you could see in the world that you love, that uplift you, or that add convenience to your life, or 
uh, reflect your values. And while things might be difficult, as long as you could consciously decide to give some of those things your attention, you have a lot more leeway to bring yourself back up. It sounds like mindfulness is a really important part of your practice, because if we're not aware of what's going on inside and outside, how can we truly be grateful? That's very true. I think mindful living is so important. People usually focus their life on what is missing, what is lacking. And I believe that if you apply your mind to things, if you ask yourself questions about what is presented to you, you can realize what you can build on. And that goes back to the idea that you could use gratitude to really uplift yourself, to boost your confidence and your mood and be of service more because you're not, you're taking responsibility for your own mood and outlook. You have more energy you could actually give to somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's another key insight. When we get other oriented, we get more energy out of that relationship than we want to be a recipient of somebody's gift or generosity back to us. That's powerful. Do you have a morning routine that jumpstarts you? Um, there's a few things that vary. I wish I could meditate more often, but sometimes my dog won't let me. The dog. So I don't do that. But I have a routine where I start the day writing five ways and one to acknowledge myself for something that I did the day before. Rather than start looking at a to-do list, I want to start the day giving myself credit for something that really reminds me that I'm powerful. So the acknowledgments could be as simple as taking a compliment. Coming from a place where I didn't think much of myself, it was very easy to dismiss when somebody would say something nice to me. And I go, yes, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now when I say, thank you, stop arguing. <laughs> I acknowledge myself the next day because I want to acknowledge myself for all the good things I do and good things I think because that further empowers me to do more things. And I think that's a good frame of mind to start the day with. Wow. Things you feel good about that you did the day before. I feel like that's an amplification of ability in such a unique and fantastic way. Yeah. I've journaled different ways for many years. And um, for many years, I wouldn't read them. But it's actually interesting to reread what you've written sometimes and find out that you have some of the same preoccupations that you had 20 years ago or remind yourself that you have so many more opportunities. So I'm also trying to be more aware of opportunities. So even if I don't do anything right away, sometimes I'm actually recording in another notebook names of people or ideas that I have or somebody else has that I want to check out later because your mind like thinks so many thoughts and you can't do everything. You can't focus on everything. But I believe that you should always be open to ideas and opportunities. But if you dismiss it as, oh, it's another thought, we'll come back to that later right. and not give it any attention and not honor it by recording it, you're kind of giving up something of yourself that has value. Mm -hmm. Deborah, normally the last question that I ask my guests is, what advice would you give to somebody who 
These Medelta hand of cards, they can't find anything with a picture on it, let alone an ace. And if I can take a chance at hitting a couple of things that I think you might say, based on what you've just said, one is, is simply being aware that you do have a hand of cards. It's not that you have no cards. There's a hand of cards. And that if you can get involved with other people to some extent, but most importantly, being self-aware enough to realize that we're all going to go through up periods and down periods, but that we have resources and we have abilities if we simply fan the flames and remind ourselves of that. And those little, small, incremental steps that can move us in a more positive and more productive direction. And above all, the notion of being intentional with our gratitude. Am I getting close? I would add one thing to that. It's really to spend time finding out what you love and value. So even while you are having difficult times, if people look at some of their favorite memories and can identify within those memories what the essence is, why they might have felt gratitude in that situation, and really boil those things down to their essence, they have a little map to try to remember who they are. And I feel if you don't know who you are, it's really hard to please who you are, please yourself. But if you know who you are, you have a better chance of finding something worth living for. Even if things are difficult, they should understand the essence of why they were happy in those situations. And I think even people that have had really difficult lives remember like something from childhood or something that brings a smile to their face, some memory. So I think if people really look at that memory and try to understand the essence of why they felt good in that situation, they could have something to build on. Something to build on. And you've given us a lot of good words to build on today. Thank you, Deborah, not only for being with us, but for the good work that you do for everybody. I feel very blessed by this conversation. So thank you. Thank you very much for being able to talk with me. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.